Welcome to the podcast where I invite you on a journey to explore meaning, vulnerability and purpose through the lens of a life lived in geekdom. I'm David Monteith and I am the Naked Geek. Welcome back to the boudoir and today's tipple <laughs> coming straight out of last week where I was so drunk that I couldn't really remember the beers I was drinking. The one thing I do remember is the whiskey I was drinking and it was called, it was from a, it was the company's called Method and Madness and I had to look them up and fittingly their ethos is what if. So basically they're going to get some whiskeys, they're going to play around and see what they can produce and they're producing to a high standard. It's a, you know, there's a range of Irish whiskeys that they do. The one that I had was the Method and Madness in the Wild Cherry Wood cask so if you you must know that you know um once you've made whiskey it has to be matured in a cask and you can use sherry casks you can use bourbon casks uh so on so with this one they actually use an ex-bourbon and sherry cask and then they finish it off in a wild cherry wood casks so what you get is this single malt whiskey which has all the usual trappings that come with an ex with the ex-bourbon sherry cask taste of vanilla and, and the smoothness that comes with it and then they put it in a cherry cask now according to to them that adds fine wine capers and ginger spice um yeah it does as <laughs> best i can remember but um i just remember this was bought for me big thanks tim i think that was about 11 pounds a bottle uh, 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 a shot and it was absolutely lovely and i wish i had the wherewithal the money and the you know soberness to try them all um yeah i would definitely go back and check out the method and madness line it was uh it was quite lovely and that was the wild cherry wood and there was a whole load of other ones to try out as well but i, I really like their ethos uh, they put into their whiskey and i really like just drinking it to be honest so yeah check it out method and madness so what are we going to talk about today There is a comic story that has always stayed in my mind and mostly because of one image that has forever haunted me. So in preparation for this episode, I reread the comic and got something entirely new, something that I probably hadn't clocked when I was younger, but it kind of made a big impression on me now. So I'm not sure that this episode is going the way I thought it was going to go. So we'll see. Um, Growing up, I loved all comics, but my preference was most definitely for DC. And most of all, I was a Justice League boy. The Justice League was DC's version of the Avengers from Marvel, I suppose is the closest analogue. So the Justice League, the world's greatest heroes, had a story called The Fiend with Five Faces. Now, this story was from 1978. It started in number 156 and finished in the following issue. Now, basically, there were once five gods and to survive a terrible catastrophe, they had to merge into a single being with five faces. And uh, do you know, do you know, what? none of this is actually important because it actually doesn't touch on what I got from this issue. So let's let's just go back. Um, here's what got me on the reread. One of the heroes, Dr. Ray Palmer, is a guy that can shrink but maintain the same relative strength of a full grown man. So that guy, he's called the Atom and he's been one of the main lineup of the Justice League since 1961. Now, 1961, I mean, this guy served his time. And now I'm not saying he's the most interesting of characters, but I do think he's indicative of the fact that there are so many characters to explore in DC. It makes me wonder why we're getting yet another Batman movie. And I say that as a Bat fan, it, 
you know what? <laughs> That's not my point either. Um, I'm doing a proper shiny thing at the moment today. But anyway, so in this comic, one of the subplots is that Ray, the Atom, is about to marry his long-term fiance Jean Loring. Like, he's marrying her that week. And what comes out is that he hasn't told her that he's a superhero. I mean, this is nuts. This comic is from 1978 and they've been together since 1961. I mean, <laughs> there's a level of organisation and cover up that I'm not sure I'm capable of. Anyway, they're getting married soon and he's in a complete dilemma over whether to tell her or not that he's a superhero. And there's this hilarious discussion with the other members of the Justice League in which the married members are like, you got to tell her. And Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman are like, no, that'll be a big mistake. And the hilarious one is Green Arrow, who has this inner monologue about how fun the League was until female heroes came along or the guys started hooking up. Uh, uh, he's doing that, but all the while he's kind of looking moon-eyed at Black Canary. So my thing is that... um. I don't know. I'm starting to feel that Ray's a bit of a dick, to be honest. And I'll tell you why. Um, one of the reasons he has, I mean, it's been years, it's been years. And this woman he loves more than life itself. He hasn't told his, you know, his biggest secret to. But his other reason is he's a bit nervous about telling Jean is that she has a history of mental health problems and had fairly, fairly recently had two uh, nervous breakdowns. And he doesn't want to risk her having another one. So the whole thing resonated with me because lately Siobhan, my wife and I have been trying to find a way to reconcile certain things in our sort of evolving relationship. There are things that we don't tell each other and they revolve around whether we think we might be burdening each other. And the upshot is that these little things build and build. And if they happen to get out of control, then the other person feels betrayed at not being involved. And hey, presto, we have a barrier in a relationship exacerbated by those slight feelings of betrayal or hurt or, or not being trusted to be involved. And that brings us to the second thing. There are things that are going on in my head, things that may strengthen or weaken our relationship. And I don't share them sometimes because I don't trust how my wife may react. And I suppose the question that's come up to the, the phrase that's come up to me is, how dare I? How dare I take that choice away from my wife? Who am I, someone who is outside of my wife's head, to make that decision for her? Or to not allow her to make that decision by omission? And hey, Presto, what do we have? We have another barrier that maybe one of the other us doesn't even know exists, but it's there. So Ray eventually decides to tell Jean the night before the wedding in the worst way possible. And I mean, totally springs it on her out of the blue. <laughs> in fact, what he does is he goes, Jean, I've got to tell you, click, I am the atom and just basically shrinks. So it's not like, look, we need to chat. I need to tell you this. I'm sorry. I've been holding it. But he just like, I'm a superhero. And I don't know what he was expecting. But basically, she runs off saying she has no idea if she'll actually be at the wedding. And where does Ray go? Immediately goes to... You know, he wonders, you know, has he caused her to have another breakdown instead of perhaps wondering how he could have done things differently? Now, there is something to be said for timing and delivery, but only if timing hasn't become a perennial excuse to keep things to yourself. But as simple as the answer seen reading it in the pages of the comic, I mean, this is all armchair um, psychology, as simple as it seems reading it, it still does require a certain level of bravery and trust that doing the right thing is the right thing to do, whether it spells the end of your relationship or the long journey to strengthen it. 
What happens for Ray? Well, Jean does turn up at the wedding and they get happily married. Unfortunately, she goes on to have a horrific time in the future at the hands of the writers of DC Comics. But, you know, hey, there you go. Do you know what? This is not what this episode was going to be about at all, but I'm, I'm glad I reread the comic. It's given me much food for thought about how I conduct myself in my relationship and my commitment to strengthen it. It's not even just about keeping secrets from the person who's the most important person in my life. It's also about um, not talking about things that matter to me. You know, how does she know what's important to me if I don't tell her? How do I know what's important to her if she's not sharing those things with me? How do we grow together if we are growing apart? So I saw a post that someone put on Facebook recently and it said this. Before you get married, discuss bills, parenting styles, credit, debt, religion, how to do with family, what beliefs would be instilled in your children, childhood traumas, sexual expectations, partner expectations, financial expectations, family health history, mental health history, bucket list, dream home, careers and education, political views and whatever else come to mind. Love alone is not enough. And I'm here to say absolutely It is hard work maintaining a relationship if modern day living with trying to get your jobs, with trying to look after your kids, with what else is coming up uh, um, in your path. And without knowing where your partner is at and where you are, and you know, things change and you've got to give things that room to change. And that change may mean that your relationship doesn't last, but you are upping the chance. You are upping, you are smoothing the journey. If you know where you stand in so many things right at the beginning. And yeah, and I'm going, yeah, Ray, you're a bit of a dick. You need to get on it. But how many of us do that? How many of us start a relationship knowing these fundaments about each other? So I started reading this thing thinking that good old Ray was a bit of a dick. And it turns out I might just be the dick that I thought he was. I've got to rein in that judgment about Ray. Look at my own relationship and start to be open if I want an ongoing, mutually beneficial relationship. Love is definitely not enough when you're in it for the long long haul. There's work to be done. And that work has to start pretty early on, laying the foundations that will survive the honeymoon. Well, you know, I started off calling Ray a bit of a dick. Turns out uh, I had stuff to learn from him. So cheers, Ray. Thank you for joining me in my boudoir and I have one favour to ask you. Please head over to the Naked Be- Naked Book, to the Naked Geek Facebook group and let me know how you found the episode. Let me know if it resonated with you in any way and perhaps let me know your favourite superhero team, Justice League, all the way. Actually, it's the Doom Patrol. We'll have to talk about them at some point, but there you go. Till next time, I'm David Monteith, the Naked Geek. <laughs>